Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26, King James Version. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed a man, which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason you in your hearts? Whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into your house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Not long ago, I was listening to a podcast, or a webinar of some sort, and the speaker in this podcast said something that stuck with me, and has kind of become the theme of this show. Here's what he said. If you're interested in something, you'll do what is comfortable or convenient for you. But if you're committed to that thing, you'll do whatever it takes to see it to fruition. It's not a verbatim quote. I'm saying it on my own words. And I'm sure that many people have said something very similar in their own words. So it's not important what exactly was said. But the idea is that there are two different mindsets which determine our course of action. Interested and committed. The person who said it in that podcast that I was listening to was using it in the context of selling real estate or maybe it was vitamins. It was something. I really don't remember exactly what he was selling and I don't think it really matters. In this passage of the Bible, we see these two mindsets. There were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. I love how that's worded. They were just sitting by. These Pharisees and theologians had heard of Jesus. They were intrigued by what they had heard, so much so that they packed into a house so they could check him out and hear for themselves what he had to say. It says the power of the Lord was present to heal them, but there's no indication that anyone was actually healed. If you have an electric pole in the middle of a room, it's not going to give off any electricity unless you touch it. It seems to me that these Pharisees and these scholars were merely interested in what Jesus had to say. But to actually receive something from the power of the Lord that was present evidently wasn't something that they were committed to. Perhaps their knowledge, their authority, their status in society caused them to be just a little bit too sure of themselves. God forbid, of course they would use the name of God, right? They should be seen getting off their tuchus to get a blessing from the Lord. They might get deplatformed from the Sanhedrin or that day's equivalent of Twitter 
were fired from their prestigious position at the local yeshiva for embracing an unauthorized doctrine, a way of thinking that actually helps people rather than gratifies their own ego or maintains the status quo. Behold, men brought in a bed a man which is taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And this is where we have that second mindset. This group of men weren't interested in just checking out what Jesus had to say. They were desperate. They were committed. Their friend was sick, probably on his deathbed. They tried to get their friend to Jesus, but they couldn't get through all of those who were just sitting by. So they carried him to the rooftop, took the roof apart, and lowered him down so that he could be near Jesus and receive the power to heal that had always been there, but until this moment had not been utilized, as far as we know. We don't know what this scene looked like before these men brought their friend to Jesus. Maybe the Lord was speaking, patiently answering questions, engaging them in conversation, while he awaited the moment that those who were truly committed would arrive. What we do know is it was real faith that wrought real action, not intellectual prowess. Jesus healed the paralytic, but he didn't do so just so the man could walk. Jesus had an agenda. These interested Pharisees and scholars needed a physical sign that Jesus was who he said he was, the promised Messiah that would deliver them from their sin. God does not perform miracles for our comfort. He does so for his glory. I have personally seen people turn on God, get angry with God when he doesn't heal them at their bidding. This childish lack of faith is perhaps why they don't get healed in the first place. Or maybe you're just destined to have some sort of physical ailment while you, ocu- uh, while you occupy your fleshly body. I really don't know. God knows. The psalmist said, My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, verse 26. There were sick and lame folk before Jesus' time on earth, and there were sick and lame folk after Jesus left the earth and descended to heaven. He came to forgive sins, not to, alleviate, not to alleviate physical suffering. He used healing as a physical manifestation of his ability to forgive sin. This room was packed to the gills with the smartest people in the region, but it was the faith of a few uneducated commoners that was able to convince them that Jesus was the real deal, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. So this man that was healed rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. These people couldn't be bothered to make room for his friends to carry him to Jesus while he was paralyzed. But you notice that this man didn't leave the house through the roof. All of a sudden, they were able to clear a path for him after he was healed. Now notice how Jesus is the patient observer. He didn't get indignant and shame those Pharisees and those scholars 
into making way for these commoners to bring their friend to him. I can see him just watching, patiently waiting while this unfolds. He, see this, he sees this crowd of interested, more like skeptical parties, and knows it will take extraordinary commitment from the true believers to manifest his power to those skeptics. That is commitment. They had a dire need, and they were willing to do whatever it takes to make sure their friend got the physical help he needed. And as a result, a great work was done because of their faith. That is the type of person that Jesus needed and that he needs today. He doesn't need the lawyers, the scholars, the brainiacs, these that society touts as experts to do his work. He needs the committed.